When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This, 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 is, 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 Fight Disciples. Welcome to podcast episode number 831. We are the Fight Disciples. This is your review from the boxing at the weekend. Before we get stuck into it, fightdisciples.com is our website. Please subscribe to us there. I know that if you are a regular person that comes back but isn't a subscriber, you'll hear me say that all the time. Please do it. Hit the subscribe button. Listen to us. On uh, Spotify, you can listen to us. On Apple, you can listen to us. On Google Play, however you want to listen to us, you can listen to us. And those feeds are available via our website, fightdisciples.com. Also, if you're already an audio subscriber, please subscribe to, to the visual as well on our YouTube channel. We're trying to grow the community there. It is growing very, very slowly, uh, but all help uh, is very much appreciated. Fight Disciples on YouTube. Go and get yourself stuck on in. Thank you very much going to be a big show today. I reckon there's going to be quite a few people tuning on in to see what is to be said about the weekend's boxing. How was your um, social weekend? media notifications? No, 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 no. How has your social media notifications been over the last 24 to 36 hours? Brilliant. Fantastic. I always like to judge the comments against the likes. And the, when the likes are four times as many as the Boo Boy comments... It's all good, baby. means everybody's singing from the same song sheet. As far as weekends go, I'll tell you now, as far as weekends go, that was right up there, man. I was ringside to watch a scouser defend their world title in Liverpool in the last season of their epic career. Not what, the how mighty he just described Redmen, that. Please note how he just described that. Carry on. The mighty Redmen march on. Mo Salah or not. Maybe we've got an injury list that competes with anyone at the moment. And we're still rifling in for them at top of the league. And you got a 200 million pounds right for us. Even without Mo Salah. And, and farewell to the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> it's over, baby. The dream is over. Your beloved Bills for this season are done. The main yeah. man, baby. Listen. Form is temporary. Class is permanent. Patrick Mahomes doing Patrick Mahomes things. Bye-bye, Bills. Maybe next year. Adios, amigos. Woohoo! <laughs> Starting like that, are you? You've gone it would have been. This, it is, this been. is a man. This is a man. This is what I love about you, right? Backs up against the wall. You know that they're coming for you today. You know. You know that the bazookas are... Based. Mate, listen. You've seen that episode of Simpsons when they've all got the pitchforks out and they're all marching to the podcast, right? They're all yeah, marching yeah. to the podcast. They're all here. The, the tower is on fire. It's all around you. The fire is all around you. And you've this just is come fine. out swinging. Look at you. This is fine. <laughs> Two minutes into the show, you just got Joseph, but fuck it. Before he gets me, I'm going for him. Let's go. Let's go. But you're just lucky. You're just lucky. Huddersfield drew 1-1 one, one at Blackburn and they never turned oh. Blackburn over because I'd have been in my Huddersfield shirt, which I have got, by the way. I'd have had my Huddersfield shirt on, singing and dancing. What a weekend. Fantastic. Sport at the highest level. Scousers rule it all. Oh my god. I am dreading Patrick, Patrick I am Mahomes dreading reading the comment section now. of this show. I'm <laughs> dreading reading the comment section of this show. We haven't even got our scorecards out yet. I'll tell you what I will say though, and this is coming up. Stay tuned in. Don't walk away. Don't turn your phone off. I've rescored the fight. And it's different from our score on Saturday night. Oh, I go, I got a minute, I go. You've seen the Simpsons episode where they've got the pitchforks out. You've no, now no, seen the Simpsons episode when Homer's going back into the bush. Here he is. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. All right. Well, good. After that's where we're starting. Uh, judges oh, gave it to right. Natasha Jonas at the weekend over Michaela. Oh, sorry, didn't Maya. you want to do a 10 minute monologue about the NFL like you've been I doing fuck? recently? Or... Who have fun? That's it now. It's fucked up. It's done now. It's done. Sorry, kids. It's gone. Listen, it's gone that's now. not, listen, with all due respect. When the does baseball hate... season start? When do you get your baseball shirt? I hate out? baseball. I hate baseball. Yeah, me too. Good. We're not it. talking about that shite. Yeah. <clears throat> the people have tuned in for one thing today, right? They want to hear 
the justification of what you posted on social media oh, on Saturday evening is, is what they want. Yeah. Uh, the judges gave it to Natasha Jonas at the weekend. It was the IBF welterweight championship fight. She was defending against Michaela Meyer, obviously former champion at Super Featherweight, coming up for the first time uh, to 147. Split decision in favour of the hometown girl. Um, obviously, in the aftermath... Defending champion, you mean? Hometown girl, mate. Um, defending champion. Same thing. In a hometown. In a hometown. Defending uh, champion. In a hometown. The uh, In the immediate aftermath... You've gone on social media. Well, I'm, let's let's describe our personal night, right? So I'm there working the radio. You're sat literally the row behind me, probably five seats down to the left-hand side, yeah? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, so we've got, just so people know where we're coming from, we've got the you know same what, be- view of the ring. Go on, yeah, go on. Go on, quick. Set, set it up. Right? So we've got the same view of the ring relatively. Yeah, 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 more more or less. Uh, you Like I say, one row behind, five, five seats down. Yeah. And obviously... During the fight, I'm doing the fight. Just doing the fight. When the fight finishes, I turn around and look to you. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like... And you're, uh, with all due respect, I didn't see many other people, so I might be being unfair on you by saying this. You're the only person putting the <laughs> thumbs up saying that Natasha Jonas has won that fight. I was yeah. adamant that she hadn't won the fight, and I'll the, um... buy that in a minute. Just just after I'd looked at you and gave her a thumbs up and was like, oh, good, baby. I looked at the ring and honestly, no word of a lie. As Tash walked back to her corner after the final bell at the end of the 10th, she walks over and she gives Joe a hug and she looked right at me. And she looked at me and kind of raised her eyebrows and I just went, yep, thumbs up, six <laughs> rounds. And she was like, give Joe a hug. And I was like, yep, absolutely. Like I was that dog in the fire, like yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely no problem <laughs> whatsoever, uh, not even in doubt. And uh, and then obviously, um, you know, you know. Listen, before we get into the fight, and we're going to get into it, we're going to get into it round by round. Before we get into it, because it's an important conversation, the scoring of the fight and everything else. Of course, it is. First thing we have to say is above the all of that. Before we get stuck into the judges, before we get stuck into the blow by blow. What an absolutely tremendous fight mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. When you get the elite girls versus the elite, maybe it's not just the girls, just the, you're talking about pound for pound stars in boxing, crossing over weight divisions. We get to see it so much more in the women's weight classes because of the lack of depth. So it's easier to these girls to jump around eight and nine pounds here, there, and everywhere to make these what you would consider super fights, if you like, champion versus champion style fights. And it absolutely delivered again. It was mm-hmm. absolutely tremendous really was both girls left everything inside that ring they both had big moments they both had to dig deeper times it literally had everything this was a perfect advertisement advertisement for how good once again boxing is when the best fight against the best consistently thankfully you know the women have been doing it for the last two or three years the men are starting to do it, well, Well, hopefully going to start to do it more and more now, courtesy of Uncle Turkey and his big fat <laughs> checkbook. This is how good boxing can be consistently. Now, the scoring of it, we're going to get into, and that's a different conversation, and I'll come back to what I've just said yeah, but, at yeah, the but end it's... of the, the round for round for debate about my thoughts on that overall. But more than anything, let's just make sure that we timestamp this right now and say... This was an absolutely fantastic fight. And come the end of the year, there's one or two rounds in a year, which may well make the shortlist for round of the year. Yes, you're absolutely right to flag that. But the overriding thought with all fight fans that tune into that on Saturday night is the scoring of the fight. And that's absolutely a shame because you're right in what you've said. Those two girls gave it everything they had. They absolutely yes. gave it everything they had. There was plenty of skill in there, but more importantly, there was an incredible amount of will in there. I was yeah. I was blown away at times thinking, what the hell am I watching? This is absolutely, Brilliant. truly sensational. But that has been diluted by the scorecards. And okay. my overriding thought coming away from that arena is that we absolutely, and I tweeted this yesterday, we need a unified scoring criteria. Because you cannot, and people keep coming at me saying, what are you talking about? There is a unified scoring criteria. No, there's not. Stop it. Stop. People, boxing scoring is not like MMA scoring. 
And people keep coming at me because we're going to talk on the MMA show about scoring and whether we agree or whether we don't agree. The reason why you can have a proper debate on an MMA program about scoring is because there is a unified rules sheet there that every single judge is working towards. Every single judge is working towards. Ten commandments. And everybody knows what people are looking out for. Of course, there is different interpretations of what you are looking out for, but the Uh Ten Commandments sit there and they say, right, this is what you're looking for in order to go and score that fight. Then people are are able to be held accountable for what they are scoring because everybody knows what they're working towards because there's a unified scoring criteria. In boxing, there is not that. The WBA have their own uh, things that they tell their judge as to what you've got to go and look for. One of those things is sportsmanship, for fuck's sake. You've then got yeah. the WBC. They have different uh, percentage differentials as to whether attack, defence, when you compare that to the IBF or the WBO or other sanctioning bodies from around the world. Everybody's working to different hymn sheets. So you've got three people that sit around a boxing ring, and this is why you get this conversation all the time when you're listening to commentary. It's what you like. Well, I'll tell you what, it's what you like is absolutely bollocks. This is a professional sport with an awful lot of money involved in that sport. You cannot have two competents going into a contest for a world title without there being a clear scoring criteria, a clear way of being able to win. Yes, knocking somebody out is a clear way of winning, right? Yeah. But if this goes the distance... You cannot, at the end, be sat there going, well, I think she won. I think she won. That's Mm -hmm. bullshit. Absolute Mm -hmm. bullshit. And boxing has to get its act together when it comes to scoring, and it needs a universal scoring criteria. So therefore, yes, there's still going to be debate because there's interpretation of universal scoring criteria, but how do we know how those three people have scored that fight? How do we know what they've been looking for? Because there isn't anything for them to be working towards. They've sat there and gone... Uh, uh, that has to change. That has to change because these girls are spending a shitload of money on camps. There's a shitload of stuff on the line for them. A win here propels someone to a unification. A loss here, you know, who knows where that takes them? It's not fair. It's not fair on both of them. Not just, in my opinion, Michaela Meyer, but on both of the girls going into the fight. Yeah, listen, I, can, I completely agree with you. Obviously, it's a conversation we've had no end on here. And perhaps this is something that um, that the Saudis will tackle. You know, they're the ones who are making the soup, consistently promising to deliver the super fights. Mr. Turkey has gone at length to talk about, nah, man, the belts don't dictate who gets what. This is undisputed. He's fighting the winner. What I say goes, because I've got the biggest pockets. Maybe that will be the next step. Maybe they'll go, right, any fight that takes place on Saudi soil, these are the guidelines we use. And they might just go, WBC. They invented the 10-9 system that everybody's adopted. We're going to work off this. But you're right. Within the criteria, of the, even though everyone uses the 10-9 system, which WBC invented, they've all got their own criteria within that on how to score a fight. As you say, some of the stuff in this, sportsmanship and all that bollocks is absolutely crazy. But here as well, you've got three judges, three different nationalities. Well, the British Boxing Board of Control have their own criteria on scoring a fight, as does the German Boxing Commission, and as does the Connecticut Boxing Commission, which I think is where um, Frank Lombardi comes from. So if you're a judge, let's say Frank Lombardi, for instance, who I believe he was from Connecticut, forgive me if he's wrong, he's a US judge, he's from his own state. His own state will have a way of scoring fights. This fight was governed by the IBF. It was the IBF world title. They've got their own criteria on score and fights, but the fight's taking place in Britain. And the British Boxing Board of Control have their own criteria on how to score fights and indiv- rounds individually. Yeah. Do they sit down with Frank, with Diana, with Michael Alexander and go, right, this is an IBF fight. It's IBF rules. The night before the fight, just here's the IBF rule book. Refer- familiar yourself with the criteria on how to score a fight specifically for the IBF. And let's move forward in that instance. Does that happen? And if it does, I've never heard about it happening. Forgive me if I'm wrong. They do it with the fighters. Does, they definitely do it with the fighters. I spoke to Jimmy Does that Moore level of detail it. go in? Or does Frank Lombardi, who's fluent from Connecticut, go, right, there's a reason why I'm here, because I'm one of the best judges in the world, according to the IBF. I'm not now going to go, well, I'll change my criteria, because where am I? 
I'll just consistently do what I always do because yeah. that's got me here to be one of the best judges in the world. So I'm not going <laughs> to listen to anything. I'm just going to score fights the way I always score fights. Plus, scoring the fights because the sport existed for so long before any of these judges and anyone watching this show even was born. There's a tradition involved of, oh, I've been watching fights for so many years. I yeah. can score them better no, than anybody nice. else, which isn't correct. You can nope. you can be a bad at scoring fights your entire life because yeah. you've never sat down and studied the criteria. But you're right. It's always going to be messy. Now, the question is, is it by design? Yeah. So promoters, so, so certain people can go, well, it's what he likes, kids. There you go. There's your extra steak dinner. Thank you. You know what side your bread's buttered. That's always going to be the conversation. But you're right. It seems weird that the ABC, which is the, the overruling body looking after the referees and judges, why they haven't just gone, right, this is crazy. On a global scale, this is bonkers. This is the set of rules. This is what we all follow. This is black and white. And then, it's as you say, it's about interpretation. But I, honestly, midway through this fight, I swear to God, I said to the media member sitting next to me, and we were, they're, they're, as you know, on media, well, you had headphones on, but generally on media, oh, how it works and has worked forever and a day is, especially when fights, there's rounds that are close, success, everyone's having a chat. Well, how did you score that? How did you score that? Blah, 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 blah. And I, I leaned into the guy next to me, I swear to God, midway through, and I went, I can already see at the end of this fight, the big conversation is going to be, oh, it's what you like. It's what the, that judge likes. Because stylistically, both girls were very different. They were doing different types of work mm -hmm. to win that fight. And that is always becomes a gray area because you're like, okay, did the judge like what she's doing or did the judges like what she's doing? And that just creates gray right. areas. But if it was black and white, it'd be so much better. So for, for obviously for the sake of this conversation, people tuning into it, my criteria is dead simple. I don't reward defense. That's your job. You're supposed to defend yourself. I, re I reward clean, effective work. Obviously, okay. you take into consideration damage or those shots hurting the other person. Clean, effective work. Who is punching the other person in the scoring zones the most? That's it. That's how. That's no, how no, well, well, just, just define that because that could be misinterpreted. The most or the bigger shots. Everything taken into consideration. Everything taken into no, no. consideration. But if someone's landing three jabs and someone lands a big right over the top, what's then? Is it just based on volume? Is that what you're saying? Or no, I'm not. I'm not just basing it on volume. Like I've said, okay. that you take into consideration damage, but you yeah. also take into consideration volume. If it's clean and it's effective, that's the key word. Effective. Is it having an effect on your opponent? Yeah. Okay. Um, which is great. And, and listen, I thoroughly agree with you. The problem is in terms of the three judges involved, <clears throat> I'm pretty certain British Boxing Border Control and the IBF, which really should have been the only criteria looked at here, I'm pretty, sure, pretty certain both for that, even though the, the British Boxing Border Control criteria on their website is was written by fucking, in the Middle Ages by William Shakespeare and is almost impossible to decipher. But the, the IBF, I haven't read the IBF criteria. They do have a strong representation of defense on there. Now, I'm with you. Your job's to defend yourself. Otherwise, you're taking shots to the chin. Yep. But if those judges are sitting there going, well, she's got a nice tight guard there. Actually, I'm going to go with her there because she caught all them gloves or shots on the gloves. That's not right for me. I agree with you. I, I agree with you. This is an offensive sport. You can't win a fight going backwards and, and parrying every shot and not throwing every, anything at all back in the opposite direction. Yep. Clean, effective work. Right. You've posted your card online. Yeah. My card from Saturday night, yes. <clears throat> right. Correct. Go, go on. Uh, I went back this morning because I, I, I didn't get a chance to watch it yesterday because uh, <clears throat> we were we were UFC in it with TNT. But I, I watched it this morning. Got me missus to take the kids to school. Sat there with a cup of tea, pen and paper. Bumph. Let's go again. And I rescored it again. So I'm quite happy to go round by round with you. And I'll refer to both scorecards. Well, I, I won't do that because I don't want to interrupt you. Right. Sorry, so let I, me just, can I just ask you, have you watched it back? And did you, did you watch it with commentary? No, I never watched it with commentary. No, but on Saturday night, you watched it with commentary. Obviously you've got, you had Spencer and John. I was doing here, it. But... No, no. <laughs> yeah. they, yeah. they were doing their live play by play and you were, you were chipping in. I get that. But you, have you, have you watched it with, Zero sound in your ears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
you watched it back on TV with nothing yeah, yeah, on yeah, 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 yeah. Sound. Good, good, good. Right. Did your scorecard change at all? Did your opinion change at yeah. all? Yeah. Okay. I have, I, have, I have changed it. Super duper. Go on. All yours. Okay. I won't, right, I won't interrupt. Go for it. Yeah, man. Everyone get the receipts out. Let's have a go. So, <clears throat> round number one. I've scored it in favour of the champion. I think the 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 eye-catching exchange in this round for me was a big body combination from Natasha Jonas, big three or four punch body combination. I think she just looked a little bit sharper in this round. If you if you go back and watch it, I, I thought this on the night and I, I agreed with it this morning. Michaela's throwing stuff, but she hasn't got a feet in range at all at this stage. She probably throws, if she throws 40 punches in that round, if she lands two or three, I'd be surprised. She's out of range most of the fight. She's throwing far too early and Tasha's just slipping away. So I think that's quite an easy round to score. Champions 1-0 head after round number one. Round number two, I'll highlight the round that it changed, by the way. I'll, I'll just rumble on. Round number two, um, I thought that this time, Michaela's got there now. Her feet are getting closer now. She's in range. When she's throwing, she is actually landing some of those shots. Tasha's looking a little bit more ragged, moving backwards. Michaela's found her range nice and early. What I will say is, though, the biggest moment of the round is the last 20, 30 seconds where Tasha has a real strong finish. Now, is that enough to pinch the round? It's a close round because of that, but I just thought the work done by Michaela Mayer. Now, there might be an argument here that Michaela was just doing better in round two than she was in round one, which she clearly lost. But even though it was a close round, even though Tasha landed the most telling shots in the last few seconds, I probably go, I've stuck with Michaela Meyer winning that. So I've got 1-1 now at the end of round number two. Round number three, my first instance on, on, on the fight night was uh, that it was a great round. Once again, Michaela's closing the distance. She's in range now and she's letting those shots go. But, and I, I agreed with my assessments on Saturday night when I watched it back this morning. Tasha is catching so much stuff on her gloves and then countering and landing. So even though the volume is with Michaela Meyer in round number three, she's thrown more shots. She has got her feet in range. Um, it's only really, it, it's a bit of a flip-flop around two. It's only the last 20 seconds where Michaela actually rings Natasha's bell. But for the previous minute and 40 seconds, whatever it is, Tasha's defending really well, covering up nice and catching Michaela Meyer as she's pushing forward. So I've gone with Natasha Jonas, 10-9, round number three. Round number four, um, on the night, I put a little fire next to this. I thought, right, this fight has really caught fire now in round number four. Um, this time you've got Michaela once again pushing forward. This is starting to become the pattern of the fight. She's the one pressing the action. She's the one heading in. And you've got uh, Natasha Jonas going backwards a lot more, looking for counters. But in this round, round number four, Quite clearly, I'm the best Michaela, Michaela Meyer round of the fight so far. Throughout those two minutes, she must land. And, and this is a, a pattern with Michaela throughout the fight. She throws threes and fours in the hope that one lands. And this happens a lot. She misses a lot, Michaela Meyer. But if she throws threes and fours, one of those shots will get through. And in round number four, I counted at least three, maybe even four right hands that get, did get through. So here round, here best round of the fight so far. It's now 2-2 heading into the halfway point, which is round number five. Round number five, I thought um, Natasha Jonas had a real good start to the round. And I'm like, right, okay, this is a Tasha round. I'm swinging back again. But just with, what, 40 seconds to go, whatever it is, Michaela Meyer comes on really strong at the end of that round. And when I watched it back um, this morning, and I had, I had comms on this time because I didn't have any comms on Saturday because I knew Dave, Dave Caldwell was on comms and Andy, and I really like those guys that I really rate Dave's opinion, absolutely. And when I, they had the same view of me of round number five in that it was Tasha's round, Tasha's round, Tasha's round until the end, until the last 40 seconds or whatever. And Michaela Scott finishes really strong. It was a really close round number five. Again, I've highlighted it again this morning. The last 10 seconds... May, Michaela may have finished strong, which he did in quite a few rounds. But for me, it just wasn't enough. I think Tasha's countering, slipping and countering throughout the early part of the fight was more consistently eye-catching. So even though that's a super close round, I actually gave round number five 
to Natasha Jonas. So I've now got Tash 3-2 up at the midway point. Round number six is my swing round. So round number six, on the night, I gave to Tash, again, a very similar round to round number five. You've got the energy, the pushing forward, the pressing of Michaela Meyer versus the single shot countering of Natasha Jonas. On the night, I thought, Tasha's done enough there. But actually, when I watched it back this morning, this was my swing round. Round number six. I think I put a little bit much, because this was, a, again, so, so many of these rounds were flipping one way and then the other. Round number six, it was the strong finish from Tash, which I thought nicked it for her. But actually, when I watched it back, even though Michaela's missing big shots as much as she's landing them, I just thought for the majority of that round, the more uh, the more consistent work was from Michaela Meyer. So even though I had that Tash, I've now given it to Michaela Meyer. So at round six, I've got it 3-3. Three, three. Heading into round seven, this for me was the round of the night. This was, for me was the, the best two minutes of the entire fight was round number seven. It was absolutely brilliant. I thought on the night I gave it to Tasha Jonas. When I watched it back again, I've just put super close once again, little hashtag next to it. Round of the year contender, magnificent. Both landing big shots. It's almost like a flip a coin round, I've got to be honest. But I just think Tasha lands the bigger, cleaner single shots. Those head snapping shots, which I think what we're looking for, as you say, the cleaner, more precise work. Round number eight, quality round, really good. I think Michaela just gets a little bit wild in this round. I think Tash has just got that little bit extra quality on the inside. I gave it to Tash on the night. I gave it to Tash again this morning. So I've now got 5-3 heading into the final two rounds on my updated scorecards. It was 5-2. Uh, no, it was 6-2. It's now 5-3 heading into the last two rounds. Last two rounds. Round number nine. Again, massively close round. Really close. But... What are the big moments in that final round, which was a grueling round? Super close again as an argument for both girls. I just think I made a note on the night. The uppercuts on the inside from Michaela Meyer with the telling shots, with the head snapping shots. Super close, but I'm going to stick with Meyer, round number nine. And then final round. So for me now, on fight night, I had going into this, I had it 6 3 to Tasha. So I need, I thought Michaela Meyer needed a finish, but. On last uh, this morning on the rewatch, I've now got a five-four to Tash. So Michaela needs the next round to pinch a draw. On the night, I gave it to Michaela Meyer, and when I watched it, rewatched it this morning, that big finish, that final round, potentially her best round since what was it, round number four? I think Michaela wins that final round and with a real good push. Eleven was super close. Twelve, I think, was quite clearly a mayor round. So on Nine rewatch, ten. I scored it five-five. I scored it 95-95. On fight night, I scored it 96-94 in favour of, <clears throat> excuse me, Natasha Jonas. So going through there, where did we differ in terms of rounds? Uh, three. Uh, did you say? Yeah, three. Um, six in your rescore. Um, like six, seven and eight are where this fight is kind of decided for me. Six, seven, and well, eight. Well, I, I give, uh, I give, did you give Michaela Meyer six, seven, and eight? No. No. Oh, I think he's, uh, okay, no. Sorry. <clears throat> um, first and foremost, I'll go through my card in a minute. Uh-huh. Now knowing what you know and watching that fight play out. Yeah. Who suits three rounds, uh, three minute rounds better? Well, do you know what? I, I want to end with that because I think that's the biggest talking point of this entire fight. Okay. To be, to, to be totally honest with you. I now know I why mean, that I that was not a three-minute round. For, I, know, I now know why those rounds were not three minutes. Well, I, it wasn't three minutes because it was never put on the table. I'm just being... I'm just well, it was from one what, side. It was from no, one side. 100% it was. The fight was agreed. The contract was signed before it was offered at three-minute rounds. And what Tasha said was, and Team Joe Gallagher, to be clear, let's be honest here, to be clear, they said that to renegotiate, not with Michaela Meyer, with Boxer and Sky about wages. And I, co- I completely agree with that. I agree. I agree with that. I agree. Well, I, let's I, circle back to three-minute rounds because I think okay. that's got to be the final conclusion. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, right. I think everybody knows that um, uh, I, I believe that Michaela Meyer win this fight. And this is how I think she wins it. First round, I completely agree with you. Um, 
when you actually look at the punch output of Mikhail and Mayer in this whole fight, this round is the lowest. She comes out and for me, she like you, you've said it yourself, she's out of range. She's trying to get her feet sorted. She's figuring out what Natasha Jonas is all about. She has a look. It's what I like to call downloading data, right? Go on then, let's have a look at what you're all about. Tasha looks great. Bouncing beautifully on her feet. She's in and out of range. She starts incredibly fast. Lots of nice little one-twos. Pap, pap. Just pap, pap. That's all it was. Nothing really flashy. Um, she outlands uh, Michaela Meyer in this round. And I think it's quite easy to score. So if you sat at home watching this, even without the, the commentary on or anything like that, I think it's a 10-9 round in favour of Natasha Jonas. Little point on this, by the way. In the whole fight, out of the whole 10 rounds, Michaela Meyer outlands Natasha Jonas in seven of the 10 rounds. However, like what we've been talking about, we've got to talk about clean and effective work going forward, right? Yeah. So second round. And this is going to be a part of the conversation that I bring up in the MMA show. Does the challenger do better in round two to yeah. close the gap from round one? Or are they doing enough to actually win the round? My argument in this is that she absolutely does enough to win the round. She outlands uh, Natasha Jonas. And there is a right hand in this round where she absolutely hurts her. Absolutely hurts her. So for me, it's a 10-9 round in Michaela Mayer's favour. So after after two, we'll want a piece. Round number three, you highlighted it that it's a very uh, close round. And I agree with you. I think it is a close round because Natasha ups, starts to up the pace of touch. But Michaela Mayer's now in that rhythm. She's at that pace now. She's gone from, what, a 20, 30 punch output per round. She's now in the 50s. So she's throwing an awful lot more. You're right to highlight uh, in your analysis that a, percent, a clip percentage rate is a lot lower than Natasha's. Natasha throws a lot less and she's a lot more accurate with what she lands. Uh, and Michaela throws a lot more. She's a lot less accurate, but she's still landing more shots than her opponent. And she does thud. So if you actually look at this particular round from a, a punch output point of view, she throws more shots. She lands more shots uh, than Natasha. And I think that the more effective work is in Michaela Mayer's favour. So this is where we differ uh, Differ first up. You've gone, uh, Tash, for this one. I've gone Michaela Mayer round number three. So after three, I'm 2-1 in Michaela Mayer's favour. Round number four is a massive Michaela Mayer round. I think she's yeah. brilliant in this round. Uh, and there's no need for me to go over it because you've kind of touched upon it and, and agree with me anyway. Output's there and, and the shot selection, uh, uh, the, the effective work is there as well. Uh, so after four, I'm 3-1 uh, in Michaela Meyer. Round number five is a very, very close round. And again, this comes back to what I was talking about two minutes ago regarding uh, somebody doing better than they did in the previous round. Round number four is a clear Michaela Meyer round. Clear Michaela Meyer round. Natasha absolutely does better in round five than she does in round four. Yeah. But for me, she doesn't do enough to take the round. Oh, wow. Damn. Punch output's lower. She lands less. And I don't think that the work that she does outweighs the work that Michaela Meyer does in round number five. Oh, wow. okay. so, round, so round number five, I've gone Michaela Meyer. So after at the halfway point... Yeah, it's a, it's a good, it's a great round. All these rounds, there's moments in every single one of these rounds where you can say Natasha's having a moment. Mm -hmm. But again, you take into consideration everything that clean, effective work. And I think Michaela Meyer, through five rounds to the halfway point, is four-one up in this fight. Jeez. Round number six. I know that you changed your mind on this. Um, I've gone with Natasha Jonas in uh, in round number six. This is a 10-9 mm. uh, Tasha round. She looks good through the first 90 seconds in particular. And again, we keep stressing about the length of these rounds. Two-minute rounds are very difficult to score because it is. There's shitloads of action. It's fast as fuck. You've got to really laser in. You do probably need two watches in order to give yourself a proper accurate uh, thought on how this fight plays out. So for 90 seconds, I think Natasha dominates this round. And when I've gone away and then looked at the punch output, it's quite evident that Michaela Mayer has taken a round off. The gap, she slowed down in round number six. She's become more accurate, but the output there, the work rate, isn't as high as it was through the first five rounds. And then when you look at the amount of shots that actually land in this round, Natasha Jonas, this is one of the rounds that she does outland Michaela Meyer. So for me, round six is a 10-9 in favour of Natasha Jonas. So after six, I'm 4-2 in favour of Meyer. This mm -hmm. is when it starts to get really tasty. Um, because 
these next two rounds, for me, I can see them going either way. Now, seven and eight. Seven and eight, yeah. So round number seven, on the night and watching it back, I've stayed in the same mind space. I've gone with Michaela Mayer. Now, when you look at punch output, she absolutely throws more than Natasha Jonas. But when well, that's not what we're looking at. I mean, we could sit in a corner, couldn't we, and shadow box all bloody exactly. wrong. We're looking at the stuff that is landing. Now, both girls are landing clean. Both mm-hmm. girls are landing really effective shots. And when you actually analyze and nick down to the nitty gritty of what is landing, what is hurting, and what is working, Michaela Maya does outland, but she outlands by one or two. It's not massive. So now what you're taking into consideration is the velocity of the shots, the damage. Where's the damage at? Now, I can fully understand anybody saying to me, round number seven is a Natasha Jonas round. Personally, I think round number seven is a Michaela Mayer round. But it is a tight round. It could go either way. You could comfortably say, well, I say comfortably, that's the wrong word. It's not comfortable because it is very, very tight. You could go in Natasha Jonas's favour for round number seven. I've gone in Michaela Mayer's favour. Now, on the night round number eight, I bottled this. I scored it 10-10 because it was that good. Yeah. Right? So when you actually look at this round, Natasha is the person that keeps the momentum from the previous round at the start of it. So if you look at round number eight, Natasha starts it really well. She kind of carries on from round number seven. Round number seven is mayhem. It's like you've just said a moment or two ago. It's a possibility of being a round of the year. So mm-hmm. round number eight, you want that energy to, to keep going. And I think it's Natasha that takes the momentum of round number eight. But Michaela finishes it really well. So she finishes it and gets into this probably with about 40 seconds of, of the round to go. So my analysis on the night was like, wow, I thought Natasha was taking that. And then Michaela came into it. Can I take a point off either of these guys? I don't know if I can. So I've gone, right, I'm going to have to go 10-10 there because I needed another minute to really decide who won it. Get your head around it. <laughs> when I've gone back and actually watched it, I can conclude, I'm sticking with a 10-10. I don't want to change my card. I don't want to do that. But I can okay. conclude that, Mika- uh, that Natasha Jonas wins round eight. I can conclude that because... Getting down to the nitty-gritty, she lands more in the first 80 to 90 seconds of the round than Michaela does in the last 30 to 40 seconds. And then when I've looked at the punch output, yeah, the punch output from uh, Natasha absolutely goes up in round number eight. She's incredibly accurate. She's la- she's landing 50% of what she's throwing. And Michaela's still throwing a lot, but she's not landing as much. And this is another round where Natasha outlands Michaela. So round number eight, I can see it at the time I was 10-10 and I could see it going in favour now of Natasha Jones. Uh, and I'm in complete agreement with you with rounds nine and 10, the Michaela Mayer rounds. Michaela Mayer outlands her. Uh, just, it was, it was a dogfight. It, it became a it war. Was, yeah. the, the last nine, nine, nine and 10 uh, became a war and uh, Michaela Mayer, I scored both of those on the night in her favour and I've done exactly the same thing uh, when it comes to uh, watching it back. So on the night, this might sound incredibly harsh, but on the night, I scored it seven, two, and one split. So therefore, my card on the night was a, a 98-93. Now that, I've, now that I've rescored it, it's a 97-93 uh, uh, because I've gone seven and three. That 10-10, mm-hmm. I can see it going in favor of, uh, of Natasha Jonas. I can see through squinted eyes, I can see 6-4. I cannot, for the life of me, see six rounds in favour of Natasha Jonas. That's 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 the point that I wanted to make today. You've obviously made the argument today that it's a ninety-five, ninety-five across. Listen, there's some tight stuff in there. As we, as you were alluding to before, round number three is tight. That possibly could go the way that you've said it. Um, and as I've said, there, round number eight, my initial thoughts was a ten-ten. So I can see it being swayed in Natasha Jonas's favour. I just can't see. It's mad because <clears throat> I can't it's mad see because Natasha winning six rounds, mate. I just can't see it. The closest rounds for me are two, five, and seven. Isn't that mad? So your closest rounds aren't even the same as mine. Now, just to, just reviewing your score on scorecard on mine, then I've got rounds for Natasha that you've given to Michaela. Obviously, I've also got rounds for Michaela that you've given to Tasha, though. 
That's how mad it is. It's not like Mike's scorecard's just littered with Jonas rounds and some kind of mad scouts bias, which has been thrown at me. I've given some rounds to Mayer that you've actually given to Jonas, which is the broader conversation here. It's absolutely mental that two people can sit on the same side of a boxing ring and watch a fight and differ so strongly as we are. Again, me scoring rounds for Mayer that you're giving to Jonas. This isn't just me going, giving everything possible to Jonas. And believe me, when I sat down this morning with a cup of tea, I'm like, okay, Nick, rose tinted glasses off. Let's watch this properly. You know, don't get caught up in the moment. This is not a Tash super show. Let's watch this fairly and judge it fairly. And hand on heart, I judged that fairly. And I was, I, I still stand by the 96-94 from Saturday night. I, I changed it to a 95-95 this morning. But I think some of the rounds that I give to Michaela Meyer, like round number two, I give that to Michaela Meyer. Now I've seen some of the judges gave it to Natasha Jonas. Sky, I think, gave it to Natasha Jonas. On that the look back, I'm like, <clears throat> sorry? That didn't happen though, did it? Come on. Michaela Meyer wins round number two. No, she does better than round number two. Yeah, does she win round number two? Yeah, she does. It's a super close round. That's what I'm saying. It's a super close round. Round number five was a close round. Round number seven, round of the year contender is a super close round. These are all close rounds in there. So that's the whole point. It's like this This brings us on to the broader conversation now. What has Jonas Meyer got in common with Cameron versus Taylor, Serrano versus Taylor, uh, Meyer versus Bumgardner, Jonas versus Harper? What have they all got in common? All these times when we see you could argue the best of the best women fighting each other. We get these split decisions, majority decisions all over the gaff. Scorecards are complete mess. And there's a reason why. Two minute rounds, 120 seconds is simply not long enough. 120 seconds to score a fight against two fighters of this caliber is simply not long enough. And I'm a massive advocate now for the rematch. I think it's the only fight that should happen. I think there's so many conversations to come out of it. But come, the day one conversation with Ben Shalom has to be, right, girls, let's talk about a rematch. Three-minute rounds. Let's do it. I think you've got to make that fight. I think that's the absolute fight that should happen. But it's got to be three-minute rounds. Otherwise, I think we'll get a very similar scenario. 120 seconds with girls of this caliber simply isn't enough time. Too many split decisions, too many majority decisions. Had you read your scorecard out then, and it, it was all the close rounds I'd give to Natasha, and I, you know, but it, that hasn't been the case, and it isn't the case, and it won't be the case. I've, I've hunted everywhere for the three scoring judges at ringside to see what their cards were. I can't find it anywhere. Boxer haven't released it, Sky haven't released it, the IBF haven't released it. I do want to have a look at it to see how Frank Lombardi, Diana Drews, and Michael Alexander. Each of them individually scored the fight in what particular round? Because we've just compared our scorecards and they're all over the place. There's no well, consistency. No, it's not. It's, well, it is. When you, when you look at the actual punch output, shots landed, and when you're taking into consideration the, the power punches, all these types of things, my card's in absolute coherence with what played out. No, it isn't. I, no, that's your opinion. No, it isn't. I've just, I've just opinion. You can't look at put. Listen, be, just be careful. There's a reason why punch stats don't judge fights, Adam. There's a reason why because punch stats don't judge the caliber of the shot, as you well know. Landing two or three jabs compared to eating a big left hand is not comparable. No, 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 no. no. Punch listen, stats are very dangerous. That's not. That's not how punch I'm judging the fight. Dangerous. Listen, you know how I've judged the fight. I've sat there and I've watched it, and as I've said to you, I came out with seven two and one split, right? And I've come back Which by saying seven three. So 97-93 is the right score. Which I haven't seen. I don't I don't agree with you at all. I don't see that at all. If you'd have come here and gone, I've got 6-4 Mayer, I'd have gone, okay, I can see that. A couple of close rounds in there. But I think 97-93 Mayer, that's a bit of an outrageous scorecard, to be honest with you. When you look at the efforts and you look at the quality in there, it was volume against accuracy. You don't score, hang on, you don't score effort. You don't score volume. You don't score throwing. Yes, you do. You don't only if volume. you land, only if they right, land. There, there you go, then a lot of their shots ain't landing, but a lot of them are. She's out a, landing Natasha the, in seven of the rounds. More accurate way was Natasha Jonas, absolutely not. In seven of the rounds, I it disagree. wasn't. I disagree with you, yeah, but I did. 
Well, yeah, but you can't disagree. You can't disagree with absolute fact. In seven of the rounds, she outlands cleaner and more effective. Dude, she's landing bigger shots. Natasha's rocking her head back more consistently with bigger shots. Okay, she's only thrown ones and twos. I didn't think Michaela Meyer landed a single body shot all night, but Natasha ripped her to the body on countless occasions. I done body shot scoring. They showing up on your stats. Of course, they're scoring. I don't think they score body shots. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Come on, come on. Honestly, 97-93 is outrageous. An outrageous scorecard. No, it's not. I stand by it. I think. I think that score. Outrageous is trying to find six rounds for Natasha. Nah, man, I disagree. I disagree. I stand by my 96-94. As I say, I changed it to a 95-95. But looking back, I could have given Tasha number round number two. You ain't gonna change your mind. I know not because I'm I'm looking at a fight and I'm scoring a fight. <laughs> what I'm seeing as the more clean, effective work, and the more clean, effective work in six out of the ten rounds for me on first watch was Natasha Jonas. Now again, I've gone back and I give Michaela Meyer round number six. Yeah, round number six which changed my scorecard to a 95-95. But I maintain round two could have easily been a Tasha round, and I've seen people score it in favour of Tasha. I wish I had the three judges' cards. I'd love to see how they scored it as well. Hmm. Just just tell me the three rounds that you give to Tash. Round one? Yeah. Um, round six? Well, on the night? Round, round one, round six... And that was it on the night. And then you only give it get... two rounds on the night, yeah. And then I split round eight. And round eight, <clears throat> see round six, I gave to Michaela Meyer. <laughs> but that's her worst round. Statistically, it's her worst round. Just be careful getting wrapped up in stats, bro. What? You know no, what I mean? listen, facts, numbers don't lie. Men lie, women lie. Yeah, numbers dude. don't lie. Well, there's a reason why we don't score boxing matches on stats alone, because stats can lie. That's the problem. I'm not saying you should ignore them completely, but there's a reason why. You know what stats are, don't you? It's a guy sitting there pressing a the button. That's what yeah, it is. but it's That's also backed up with my own eyes. It's also okay, backed so, up with my listen, own eyes. I use, it, I use what I've I seen use, with my use, eyes. Yeah, but listen, I use those stats as a reference point. I've sat there, watched Sound. that fight, scored that fight, gone back and gone, yeah, absolutely. Sound. I've watched it back. I've watched it twice now, and I've looked at my scar and gone, "Yeah, absolutely, absolutely." At ninety-seven, ninety-three, that's not the story of that fight at all, at all. I think it there is. was nowhere near that level of dominance in that fight. No, 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 no. That's Listen, not the story. No, of the no, fight. no, no. You, you now, no, uh, no, no. I, I know Don't what you're going to do. I know what you're going to do. You're going to solve it. It's all each individual round an individual fight. Correct. I get it. I Correct. agree with you. Correct. And sev seven Natasha of those rounds moments were not won in... by Michaela Meyer. Yes, they were. Seven of those rounds were not won by Michaela Meyer. She never right. won seven rounds. She never did. Well, Natasha Jonas didn't win six. I agree with you. She won five. So you can so you can conclude that Natasha Jonas didn't win that fight. I can conclude that she's still a champion. I scored in a draw on second Come match. on, man. Listen, stop playing to talk the party line. Let's just... Tell you what I'll conclude. That's tell you what I conclude. I'll tell you what I'll conclude. Michaela Meyer did not do enough to take that belt home. There's what, there you go. What are you talking she about? She didn't do enough to take the belt home. Hang on a minute. Don't start that either. This is another narrative that's in boxing. No, 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 no. This is nonsense in boxing, right? At the end of the day, when a fight starts, the belt is vacant. You fight. That's yeah. it. The person... Yeah who wins the fight, then takes the belt home. You don't have to do anything extra. You yep. shouldn't have to do anything extra because you're in the champion's home city. You shouldn't have to do that. It's a fight. It doesn't matter where that boxing ring is. You turn up, you fight, and the person that wins the fight goes home with the belt. And Michaela Meyer okay. should right now be the IBF welterweight champion. I disagree, obviously. <laughs> My scorecard doesn't say that. My scorecard says 96-94, 95-95 on a rewatch. I don't think Michaela Meyer does enough to win the fight. There you go. Did Tasha do enough to win a fight, according to my scorecard this morning? No. So there you go. I've got a draw. One thing I will say, and again, you know, I know Joe, you had an exchange with Joe Gallagher after the fight. Go back and watch when it's announced and still. Joe celebrates like 
all his Christmases, Joe landed at once. So Joe knew it was super close. Whatever Joe said to you, Joe knew it was super close. He almost jumped over the top rope. So they knew it was super, super close, like really close. I just didn't see it. Listen, anyone that calls that a robbery, it's utter nonsense. It wasn't a robbery. It was a super close fight. And I just don't think 120 seconds is long enough to, to make a clear separation of elite women in this sport. It's not enough. We have to demand three-minute rounds when you're getting the best versus the best. Former unified champions like this coming together. Again, I've just listed off a load of fights there, which were all either draws, split decisions, or majority of the division decisions that were heavily debated. Katie's been involved in a bunch of them because she's been in a bunch of super fights. Jonas Harper was a shocker. Mayan Bumgardner was a bit of a shocker. McCaskill Ryan. There you go. Well, I think McCas- I think I thought Sandy Ryan just got robbed on the night, but yeah, exactly. So many of these fights where you're getting elite women. It's just not enough. Like when I rewatched it again this morning, I'm like, okay, right, it's gone there. Right, oh shit, that's a good shot. Right, okay. What? The Claxon? But wait a minute, she's just done that. She's landed one big shot, though. That was the biggest shot of the round. She did land some stuff early on. It's just not enough. The bell's going as soon as you're like, right, okay, it's going there. She's dominating. Oh, that's a great shot. What a fan. One salvo, one three or four punch combination that lands clean is swinging rounds. Whereas a girl might have done, there's so many times they're both in my analysis and your analysis where you're like, she dominated the round for the first minute, minute and 20 seconds. But the last 40 seconds, when we talk about the last 40 seconds, we're basically talking about two or three punches being landed clean and going, oh, that's, she's done it then. She's finished stronger in the round. She's won it on the count of that. We need that extra 60 seconds for clear separation. The rounds are just getting warmed up and it's like, boom, it's, it's not enough time. Again, this shouldn't be universal. There's a lot of there's a different level in women's boxing that we talk about. These girls, the Jonas, the Mayers, the Taylors, the Camerons, the she, it does, the only person it doesn't happen to is Clues of Shields because she's up here. All these others, when they fight each other, they're so well matched, it's so consistent. We're being denied the true outcome because there's too much to the there's too much to decide on 120 seconds. It's just not enough. It's just not enough. And from what I can see. That 120 seconds, all you can buy is forward momentum. Who's pushing for? Well, he was going forward then. It was so close. He was going forward. He was pushing the fight. Well, she was. I'll give it a round then. That's not how you score a fight. You need to see the story of the fight and the story of each individual round. 120 seconds just is not enough. These women have to do three-minute rounds moving forward. Otherwise, this will continue. Um, What did you make of the comment? I thought it was tremendous. And I'll be honest, I had a preconceived idea of this fight that I thought Zach Chelly's an unorthodox kid, but I thought Jack Cullen's been at a different level, albeit, you know, he's been found out at a different level. Coming back down to British, for all his criticisms, Jack Cullen, he can whack, man. Little even me, Cleaver's got a dig on him. He knows how to throw them long levers. However, I thought Zach Chelly was brilliant. I thought the right man won. He should have been called and the new. His unorthodox style, single shots. I know a lot of, I'll be honest, a lot of Lawrence Coley style stuff. I was very disappointed with the referee, Michael Alexander. I thought Jack Cullen's team should have been on him far more because the amount of holding Zach Chelly did was evidence from round number one. But Jack Cullen's team didn't complain about it. They said nothing. They let him get away with it. And Zach Chelly just used that big low low right hand at range and was just firing shots over the top and rang Jack Cullen's bell a couple of times. I thought it was the right decision, but it was just a scrappy way to do it. Yeah. It was, uh, my exact words are, Zach Chelly wins a scruffy fight with Jack Cullen. Cullen's timing was off. Chelly landed and smothered well. Clever performance. That's all I've written about that fight. It was, it was like in, one, two, three, smother. Yeah. In one, two, three, smother. Stay out the way. Hold. In one. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. The amount of holding. Like, I, I couldn't believe Michael Jennings and the team weren't screaming at Michael Alexander. Because I was like, is this all he's going to do? Throw. Because he was landing as he come in. And then when he got in, he was just holding terrible. And I was like, Jack should be fuming. He should be going mad. But listen, 
this is a fight, man, and you're going to get away with it and see, get away. I thought Zach was like, I'll just hop, I'll hold on. This was the surprising thing because when you look at them size wise, obviously Jack Cullen's 6'3 or whatever he is, 6'4. It's a lot of real estate there. And I thought Zach Shelley will want to throw them big unorthodox bombs that he does. Then when he gets inside, he'll fucking work away like a Tasmanian devil. But in fact, he didn't do that at all. Every time he got inside, he just tied up. He just basically hugged Jack Cullen. It was weird, but it was effective. Mm. It worked all night. Yeah. Um, anything else off this card? Obviously, there are a couple of scousers on there as well. One making uh, a professional debut. Yeah, listen, Jack Jack Massey landed with that huge KO. Um, I was delighted for him, the big Manchester cruiser we talked about in the preview show after his showing against Jay, Jay, uh, Joe Parker. I was like, I hope he has a big performance because he's a, he seems like a nice kid and hopefully Boxer yeah. get behind him. Boom. Bingo's the kid inside two minutes. Fantastic. Uh, and I thought the other standout from a local perspective was um, what's his name, Stevie Stevie Clark, Clark. Yeah. with with Stevie Smith, Swifty Smith in the corner for the very first time in his new role as a as head trainer. Um, that was like a dream star for him. In, from the sound of it, he sold out after it. Oh yeah, here's another point actually that I almost missed, and I'm glad I just thought of it because Steve Clark had an army in there. What I will say is, I've got to be honest here. I'll take my hat off to boxer. Doing a title show in Liverpool at the Echo Arena, MS Bank Arena, it's notoriously a bastard of a place to sell. You've got the Echo Arena and you've got the Copper Box in London, two of the toughest venues in the UK to sell tickets. Don't know why, no idea, but the Echo's always been a tough sell. I've been going there since it opened with Smith Quigley or Smith Dodson, whatever it was, years ago. I've been ringside consistently for the last 15 years in there since it reopened. And I could probably count on one, two hands at most, the amount of times it's actually sold out. There was a, It wasn't a sellout, but, mate, there was a good four, four and a half thousand in there maybe to sell that, that number of tickets with, with, with all due respect, a female main event, first time I ever had a female main event at that arena. You had the fact that it's absolutely freezing. It's... The middle of, we're all coming out of Christmas. We're in this horrific Tory government fucking austerity period. So everyone's skint. Everything looked against them. And I joked to you off camera last week. I was like, oh God, you know, we better, uh, we better, we better cheer in there ourselves because there might not be many in there. Um, but uh, mate, I was proven wrong. It was a real good, strong crowd. So full credit to them. Buzzing for everyone that was on the card. Tash, of course, especially. But I did not expect those kind of numbers. That was a good few people in there. And uh, yeah, just a credit to Boxer for being brave on that one. But yeah, I thought that was the, the other standout. I thought Chris Artingstall was a little bit off it, you know. You're a bit flat. Um, yeah, for, for don't get me wrong, credit to Fatado. Fatado gets dropped by a right hand right on the bell at the end I of thought the first it was at, round. I, I thought it was after the bell. I don't well, think it, it should have counted. Well, what happened was Chris kind of threw the jab on the bell. Yeah, and then and followed it. She was already in that kind of movement. Yeah, yeah, to yeah. Throw the right hand. I'm not against her doing it, I'm just against it being counted because it was yeah. after the bell. Well, it was weird, and I think John Latham, the referee, I think he kind of it, you know, this is happening in, in yeah, some yeah, yeah. seconds, split seconds. I think he starts the count and then she walks back to her corner and she actually sits on her stool and he's still counting. Now, of course, that's illegal. That really should be a disqualification. But I think in John's mind, he's like, wait a minute, that was pretty far after the bell. I can't stop the fight now. You know what I mean? She deserves to... She de I'm just surprised he continued with the count and didn't stop it and go... Actually, that's not a count. Stop the counts. It's, she's fine. That was after the bell. You know, you know what I mean? So it was an accident. Don't get me wrong. Wasn't the last time Chris did it, though. She threw another one after the bell at the end of the second or the third. But full credit to Furtado. You know, I, turned, I was chatting with Rob from Boxing News, and I was like, mate, she's done. She's just wobbled back to her corner. And we were like, she ain't getting out this second round. But full credit to her. She came on strong. And then down the stretch, six, seven, eight, she was pushing – Artist stall on the back foot, and she was really pressurizing her. So, credit to her, man. I'd like to see her back in the. I know that's 0 for 2 now on UK soil, but she was game as a frog, eh? <laughs> game as a badger. I got mixed up with your analogy there about frogs in a blender. Game as a bat. She was get Just edit that bit out. She was game as a badger. Game as a frog. Write it down, kids. <laughs> There's another one for the diary. Game as a frog. Uh, there you go. A bit of Liverpool action. 
uh, to get us underway and obviously loads of talking points. And I'm sure the comment section is going to be absolutely right. There you go. Tasha John is still the uh, IBF champion. I think the major thing that I take away from the weekend, and you've touched upon it, you've made the point for me today, um, three-minute rounds, especially for, the, especially for the elite girls. It's, it's, it's getting ridiculous now. Um, yeah. If we want to see change, if we want to see... The end of controversy. I say the end of controversy. There's still going to be controversy, but if you want to see it diluted a little bit, uh, you've got to give us more time in the ring and let the elite girls go at it. And fingers crossed, uh, that is the movie. That's the point that uh, that moves us forward. Um, Belfast is the destination this weekend. Lewis Crocker's in action. Love watching that fella fight. So we'll be getting stuck into uh, his uh, fight a little later on in the week. So make sure you come back uh for the preview of this weekend's boxing i've no doubt there'll be a couple of news bits as well a few videos flying up on our youtube channel so make sure you subscribe to us fight disciples is what you are looking for there got monkey versus rider this weekend as well all right carry so and you've also uh uh got audio feeds as well if you just want to listen to us i don't blame you you don't want to look at this but if you do if you just want to listen to it you can do uh fightdisciples.com everything is there go and get yourself stuck in thank you very much uh for tuning in we'll catch you next time See you in the comments. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.